Hello and welcome to the Euphoric Dysphoria Podcast. I am your host, Swelly McSwagan. My real name is Carson Camper, and I am joined today by our co-host, Felix DeLeon, also known as Obtuse Octopus. Felix, go ahead and introduce yourself here. Oh, well, I often go by Octus Optus, but, like, I just, I'm pretty drunk at this point, and so I will go by whatever you want to reference me by. At this point, I think we're going to be, like, just jumping into our topics at this point. So let's, uh... uh let me, let me give us a, a little bit more of an introduction. Uh... What is your so introduction? this is a podcast, it's kind of a a general theme uh it is more lifestyle gaming and then more of our our day-to-day life yeah Um, so i think what we're really trying to get to is honestly like every not necessarily your like our teenager life but like i i think we're fucking just really trying to capture our day-to-day life and so we're uh, just and yeah. not not to forget to mention, this is our pilot episode, and also one of our inebriated inside episodes, where <laughs> we're a little drunk, we're inebriated in in some fashion, and it's in every fashion. Add you a little bit more depth. And like I said, this is a pilot episode. We're finding our footing. We're figuring out how to record, how to do OBS and things. Felix and I, we are playing golf with our friends while we do this. Right now it is an audio-only podcast. Uh, Here in the future, there will be some video and gameplay going on with it. So you can watch us play these games. Right now, I still need to figure out OBS and some other recording techniques to get that started. But uh, we have a few topics here. I'm not going to mention them because I just want it to flow kind of freely and not be find, oh, we got to do this at this time. So let's go ahead and start with our first topic, which happens to be part of gaming. Game Pass happens to be the best deal in gaming right now. Currently, they like recently they just announced that they are going to upgrade the price for those in the PC edition and uh, include EA Play as part of it. Felix, I know you and I were both kind of grandfathered in at the five dollar price, so currently raised it up to ten dollars. How do you kind of feel about that? going from $5 all the way up to 10 just for EA Play. Or, like, they say it's not just because of that, but we know the real reason. Yeah, I feel pretty, like, honestly, I feel welcomed and grandfathered in, but I honestly do understand where, like, some people are, like, being new to the system and, like, are just kind of late into the introduction of it. And are maybe not feeling as like uh <laughs> oh, hold on 
Yeah, I, I feel, yeah, like, they're feeling as welcomed into it. Like, we have until the next billing cycle, somewhere in between, like, October, because they announced us in just about the beginning to mid-September. So we have until the next billing cycle, until it raises to the, the next uh, step up in price. So that Agreed. is definitely a thing, like, where... EA Access on its own is about $5 a month, and then you have the EA Access Premium, which is this whole other thing that won't get into. Uh, but Game Pass, it's I, I feel like it's a great deal, and it's, I don't know, it's kind of its own thing. Uh, like, I personally do not have an Xbox, and I, I know neither does Felix. But uh, Game Pass as a PC has been beta. It's coming out of beta. They've noted that like the beta price is going to be cheaper than the actual price. And so this has been coming for a long time. But also does feel like, oh, since they added EA Play to it at the same time they're announcing it's coming out of beta, it feels like it's just upgrading from oh it's five dollars and then you're paying the extra dollars for ea access how do you kind of feel about that do you care about ea access that much or are you just feeling like it's kind of a thing that you don't need or don't want and then you're paying extra for i feel like ea access really like kind of caters to like a certain public and i feel like it honestly again like kind of targets a certain population like if you are someone that really invests and really looks forward to certain ea products and you're just really looking forward to certain like uh reveals and and certain products being like sent out to you but honestly i feel like in general public and if not honestly the general like gaming community is not really looking forward to a lot of ea releases and so we're not going to be like generally affected by the delays or certain like uh conversions of ea's release processes yeah so i think the whole process one... is not going to be like the a biggest like inhibiting factor i think we're going to get certain things that are going to be revealed to us and then it's going to be great but like we're not going to be missing out on a lot of things that we think we would be. Yeah, I understand that there. Uh, like, one huge criticism of EA is they're really into microtransactions. Like, FIFA Ultimate Team makes them a huge amount of money. Those were probably most the amount of uh, the EA funds come from is from that FIFA Ultimate Team, and so them adding this to Game Pass, I don't feel like they're losing that much, and so they could very well still keep it at a lower price point, other than ten dollars, other than doubling the price for these PC members. Like Game Pass Ultimate, it's a great deal, but that is if you have like an xbox if you have an android phone because it is not available on iphone yet like i am not able to uh 
access the xCloud feature of Game Pass because I have an iPhone and that is a current lawsuit that is going on with Epic okay. iPhone and other I, things that are happening. What was that? I interrupt you there. Okay. Because yeah. I, I feel like, honestly, sorry, I'm distracted by this like whole golfing thing, but ultimately, yeah, I you're feel like... trash at this right now. I'm destroying I, you. You definitely are. <laughs> I don't know if it's my deviation or if what. If you guys want to know the current score, I am under par at 8, and Felix is over par at 49. So that is how things are going right now. <laughs> it's pretty awful. Ultimately, though, I just want to address the point that, like, a lot of these more, like, common... EA sports and like EA games are targeted at like the the vast majority. And so these these games are targeted at people that like really enjoy these sports. And so let's think about like maybe more of the the EA like football, not necessarily like the the American football, but necessarily yeah, like people. more generalized like soccer football that we think about in like the states. And so I think that we're just necessarily kind of kind of uh like funneling these these systems and like these these people that we're targeting these like games to and not necessarily like really um like representing them in a way yeah we're we're not really providing a quality game it is a game that is coming out year after year just about the only thing changing at this point it's not graphics or anything like that like you can see online that there's certain photos of like if you compare the madden uh 2k19 versus 2k20 there's screenshots of in 2k20 some of the sideline advertisements still say 2k19 so the only thing that's really changed is the roster and some of the updates to the players and that is one thing that i feel like is to their detriment like one of the only things that they are able to update in this amount of time with coding and things like that is just the player stats instead of actually performing the user experience. Um, yeah, but does that always have to be updated? Like, I feel like with any sports game, you can honestly retain somewhat of the stats of the previous like season or whatever. Like, you can like at least somewhat of the value of the previous game. Okay, so I think we lost Felix there for a second. Yeah. We, we heard he was going to agree with the previous value of the previous game just because he doesn't really feel like uh, the athletes change that much from year to year. And that point I'm going to disagree with. Because a lot of things change in the off-season stuff. Like, I follow a lot more sports than he does. Uh, it's just kind of a thing that I'm more into. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I, I follow it lightly. I really like the NFL and, and things like that. But uh, that is a whole thing on its own. And right now, I I feel like we should just 
talk about the price point and is it worth it? And Felix, do you feel like Game Pass for PC, PC exclusively, because neither of us, we have Xboxes, or sorry, we don't have Xboxes, so we aren't getting that gold. We aren't getting those extra games. We aren't paying the $15 a month. We're currently paying $5 a month just for PC. Do you think it is worth it from going from $5 a month for Game Pass PC to going $10 a month for Game Pass PC? Do you still think that this is the best deal in media right now? Because currently it was an amazing deal. It was cheaper than Netflix. You're getting more hours, more entertainment out of it, uh, more stories, and you're playing games that you normally wouldn't play. Do you think that is still worth that deal or worth more than it previously was? Personally, like I really think that it is worth the amount that you're paying. But I think it depends on like the amount of involvement that you plan on like really putting into these games. Because if you truly plan on like investing yourself somewhat into these games that they're like providing you with a a minor involvement with then you can really find the value and really invest the time to either appreciate these games that they've allowed you to like experience or maybe at least put a foot in the door as to these games that you potentially could be more involved with and so I think ultimately it is a more dollar per minute value than a lot of like the PlayStation and other like PC experiences do allow. And so I think it, it it's worth it. It's worth it. I do agree with you. I do think it's worth it, even with uh double the cost of it being for the kind of founder-ish members at the moment um but is it still, is it still at the moment like are we still like experiencing somewhat of a discount we still are it's this price isn't going to take place until about october for people who have been grandfathered in like you and i We've been members of Game Pass PC. We have until the next billing cycle, until this changes. Not only have I been a member of Game Pass PC, but I've also been a member of like the Gold Pass PC. And so I feel like maybe I won't be as affected by this whole like change in price. I hope so. But I also haven't looked into it too much. Now, where I have an iPhone and you have an Android, uh, you have like a Samsung phone. Do you does this make you more likely to purchase Game Pass Ultimate, where Game Pass Ultimate is fifteen dollars a month instead of the usual five dollars that you would pay and get Xbox Live Gold, even though you're not getting the benefits of Gold because you don't have an Xbox the and thing- getting xCloud because you can play xCloud with a lot of your Android devices. I can't play that currently with iPhone. Very true. I think you've you? already touched on a very important topic is that I'm already paying the $10 per month and I've been paying that for a little bit because I get a lot of the games that I 
normally would experience only on my PC, but also on my phone. And so games that I normally would only be able to like appreciate when at home, I've been able to appreciate also on the go. And so I've been like playing these games while I'm at work. And it's been actually pretty smooth. Like I haven't experienced any sort of like inhibition or anything from being on my mobile device versus being on my laptop. And so I think I would continue to maybe invest in this because ultimately like I can I can play these games wherever I want, which is pretty great. It's almost like a mobile device integrated into like a more like stable home device. So that extra five dollars a month is worth it to you where you can play the games that you want to play. They're not necessarily mobile games. You're streaming it to your phone. And uh, it's making that kind of jump forward into the next generation for you. Because Definitely. Yeah, the thing that I have an issue with is, yeah, I really love Game Pass. I don't know if I want to pay an extra $10 a month for it because... I have an iPhone. I, I can't experience Game Pass Ultimate for the extra $5 or whatever a month. And I've experienced so it, it already. It's a little bit harder for me to justify that price just for EA Play, which isn't even out yet. It's not going to be out yet until the holiday season. So I'm paying an extra $5 for nothing I'm getting in return. Agreed. And I can I can definitely see that. Is that like you definitely don't want to be paying for something that you're not actually receiving? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so I I kind of feel like that's gonna be enough for our uh, kind of like gaming segment of this uh, oh, podcast. I agree. I um, know. We've talked quite a bit about Game Pass and whether it's not worth it. I I feel like overall it's pretty generally worth it um so let's get into our next topic and this is something that you want to talk about felix is uh transport i know you're dealing with uh quite a few issues i'm dealing with issues like i have some medical conditions where i'm not always allowed to drive and sometimes i am it's kind of confusing i'm not going to get into it but you, we currently were in a car accident not too long ago, and uh, you're trying to figure out your own transportation. How is that going for you? It's actually going pretty terribly. Like I, um, not necessarily in regards to the whole transport, because thankfully I have like friends and like ways that I've like navigated around this but ultimately i feel like for people that didn't have these options available to them like they would definitely be suffering from this because unfortunately like transport is a big issue for people in all parts of the states no matter where if you're like local to your to your job or if you're further from your job i think it really regardless of your location it unfortunately affects everybody because unfortunately like we are people that are pretty dependent on our transport and are pretty dependent on 
the location that we're working within. And in some cases, it seems like the further that you transport, the more you get paid. And that is, in a way, an enticement to, like, maybe work further from your home. And so some people are like, yeah, I want to work two cities down because that means that I'm going to get paid more. Yeah, and that is a a thing that is difficult to kind of calculate. Like, yeah, I'm going to work further from my home, but that means that I'm also going to pay more for that transportation to get to my job. And that is like a thing that I've had to deal with is, yeah, I work probably about like uh, six miles from where I live, but I take Uber most of the days. So it's like $10 a day. Is like that worth me justifying going to work for nine, 10 hours a day and doing that versus, oh, is that, I'm going to take the bus leave an hour and a half earlier than I would if I was taking a like an Uber and paying a third of the price does does your time like a lot of people say time is money in that case do you think that your time is actually well spent in taking public transport or do you think you should more like privately contracted out and uh, see kind of what your options are because a lot of things they're they're pretty difficult in that situation it is so hard so i feel like public transport is not easily accessible Especially if you don't live in, like, a very big city. Like, we live in a... It's bigger than, like, most suburbs. It's it's not, like, a big city at all. And so there's not too much public transport options. Like, if I was to take public transport to work, it's going to take me, like, about an hour and a half to get to work. I'm missing out on sleep. I'm missing out on other things I could be doing later on the in the day because I have to go to bed earlier. So that is a whole other beast to deal with. And with you traveling much farther than I have to to go to work, it makes it more worth it to, for you to have your own car, but then you have to deal with things like a payment and insurance and other things. Do you think it's worth it to uh, deal with like insurance and maintenance and other things like that? Or do you think you'd rather have an option like Uber or Lyft where you can take it to work every day? It's extremely hard to determine because I think in the long run, there's a lot of things to consider is more or less the reliability of having this like person or vehicle that you can rely on to like get you to work routinely versus maybe a more like intermittent person that you're just like maybe they can get me there maybe they can't and 
my employer just has to like know that is that like I may or may not be able to show up to work. And how many employers are really like willing to like have an employee like that? Yeah. And that is one thing that like I'm grateful about my job is my employer is pretty understanding about my situations and things like they know that I'm going to have to take uh, some sort of public or private transport other than my own to get there. And I've been pulled over in a Lyft and Uber before for somebody speeding. And boy, is that an awkward experience. <laughs> it is is not something that a lot of people have dealt with. And it's not something that I would really want somebody else to experience because I'm like 10 minutes late to work. I hate being late at all to anything, let alone my employment, because I feel like that's just kind of like a derogatory mark towards me. Even doesn't matter how well I perform at my job is like, that is one thing is being punctual is a vital importance to me. And a lot of the times it's, it's hard to get somebody where we live. Like we're kind of in the suburbs. We're kind of not like it can range from three minutes to, Oh, it's going to be almost 40 minutes until I can get a ride. And that is pretty crucial. Like if it's going to be almost 40 minutes until I can get a ride with somebody, I might as well take public transport. But if I'm going to take public transport, I have to plan ahead. And that is a difficult thing because a lot of times I don't want to plan ahead. I want to sleep in. I want to get my rest. I want to do things after work. I don't want to just be kind of like this zombie and just go throughout life like, oh, I'm just going to work. And then when I get home, I'm going to try and relax for a few minutes and then do the exact same thing tomorrow. Completely agreed. On that topic, it's kind of weird, but I'm pretty tired. I'm not that tired, to be honest with you. Uh, like, yeah, I'm inebriated, and I'm, I'm sure you can tell listening to me on this. If person, yeah, want yeah. to rest my eyes? No, 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 we're good. We're good. You, you can stay up. No. Can I rest my eyes and then you wake me up? Um. Yeah. Let me. Uh. I'm gonna disconnect. I'm gonna stop Craig for a minute here. Stop recording. Uh. So. I I think that's gonna be it for right now. Just this pilot episode. Why we get are kind of wings underneath us and figure out the format and everything else of this podcast. Uh, it is a new thing for both of us. We aren't very used to this. If you enjoy it, leave us a rating. Let us know what we can do better. Uh, we really appreciate it. And thanks for tuning in to uh, Euphoric Dysphoria. And we will see you in probably about a week. Uh, we plan to do this bi-weekly. 
might be a little less frequent than that or a little more frequently than that depending on what's happening so thank you for tuning in